I'm glad that I'm able to share with you this morning. We will be looking in the book of Genesis. And as we look at Genesis, there's a passage of scripture that we'll be looking at that is very important. Out of all the years of ministry and in my life, all the scripture study and everything else, reading over the verses, I didn't get it. And um, when I began to look at Genesis, and when I began to see what God said, I'm, all I'm saying, this is not philosophical, what God says, then he puts everything in perspective. And my prayer is that, my prayer, Lord, help me to clearly articulate this. Share it. Let's bow in prayer. Father, thank you for the saints of God. Thank you for those who are here. You have exactly who you want here. You don't need a thousand, Lord. You just need available ears. He that have an ear, let him hear. So what you laid on my heart and then how this all, a lot of questions start coming up when I look at the answer. Then, Lord, I just pray that the congregation will see it also. And how we deal with people and everything else from this point on will be from an entirely, entirely different perspective. So leading guide us, um, great is your faithfulness. Was in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said. We, uh, we are God's change agent part two. You know, last time we talked about that, and I'll just go over the review on this. Let me uh, get this going. Uh, not clicking. Do a little click there. Get this, uh, give it a little kick, see what happens. Genesis 1, 26. Let's read together. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. When we see what it says here, here is the key right here that we'll be talking about this morning. Then God said, let us make man and what? And after our likeness. I'm getting ahead of myself. What does it mean? What does that mean? Because God created you after his own image. You cannot grow up to be that. It is what happens when he creates you. You are God's image. It's not contingent on whether you're good or bad. Every person you see is the image of God. That's what it's saying. 
Everybody in agreement with that. The moment I started looking at that, I started going deeper and deeper. And, and another question came to my mind that I'll put before you that even trumps this one. But stay with me. Look like it's going to act up on me, okay? Uh, um, okay. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Here's our review. Our outline from last week consists of four words. We address the first word, who. As God's change agents, we are endowed with spiritual abilities to enhance our effectiveness. We use the word acuity, or acuity, yeah. Uh, it, it means insight, sharpness, perception, uh, discernment. This, this word acuity, I, I, I had to go to the dentist at least three times a year just to keep up on things. And, um, and I mean, she was digging way back I mean, I was, I was, what are you looking for, you know? Because <laughs> she's going way back, and she did the little scraping. She said, you had some tartar way back in the back. I said, well, how? She said, you couldn't have done anything. That's my job. And she had the awareness to see going way back. She said, other than that, said, everything else took the x-rays, everything else moving fine, but we just want to make sure it's clear. And the whole idea with us as believers, God is saying, I want you more than just coming to church and doing a little Bible. I want you to understand who you are, why God chose you. That whole idea, once you have the concept, once you understand it, you can never go back to ignorance. You'll always be moving on a level of understanding, and that's when God can really get on you about that. So, uh, observation. Spiritual acuity is the Lord, is the God-given ability to clearly see, understand, and respond in a way that would make a distinct difference in our life and in the lives and circumstances of others. Being the preserver of moral excellence, salt, that's what it is, a preserver of moral excellence. And that, that's why we see Philippians 4, eight and nine, a preserver of all excellence. And we'll, we'll, break, we'll break that verse out a little bit later here. Light, being able to reveal biblical truths and principles in any given situation, stimulation, stimulating praise and glory to God. So God says, Jesus, what Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Remember what he said? I am the light of the world. Then he turned to his disciples and says, you are the light of the world. He didn't say you're going to be or you should be. It's, it's the, the perfect tense here. He says, you are the light of the world. Um, and so that being able to reveal that biblical truths and principles in any given situation, stimulating praise and glory to God. And that's the end of our review. I didn't want to spend the whole morning just talking about this. You should know this by this time. You are Two things, what are you? And 
when you become a born again believer, you are one of a kind and you are salt and light. Now, what you do with it is what we'll be held accountable for. Amen. God has given us, an, us a biblical and moral uh, compass that will keep us in the will of God. So when I say we, when we say uh, we're light, then we talk about this uh, Philippians 4.8. Finally, my brothers, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are, are honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's any worthy, uh, worthy of praise, think about these things. And what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of what? Peace will be with you. God is saying every time you're in a situation, every time you're in a conversation, whatever you, is, you do, you always use this spread over it. Is it true? Is it honest? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Of good report? Any virtue? Any praise? The Lord says that's how you're thinking because as a man thinks in his heart, what? If we are, listen, if we are salt and if we are a light, then we are not to operate opposite, outside of that or there is something radically wrong in our walk with the Lord. I was sitting uh, uh, the last Sunday and as it so happened to be clicking on uh, YouTube, I didn't want to see this. I mean, I wouldn't look for that. I would look for something more specific. And it was talking about the robots that they're making. And uh, this conversation that they had with this robot, and this robot had expressions and everything else, and uh, you know, and smiling, and you can look it up yourself. And the way they're making robots now, uh, Will Smith was talking to the robot, and he was talking about friends and everything else. And uh, and so um, he said, "Can I kiss you?" In the robot frame like this, as if to say, "What's kiss?" You know. And uh, so he tried to kiss her in uh, it, rather. And the robot said, I'll be your friend. You see, because it's a robot. It's put together. He said, but what about soul? And then the robot started talking about the components of a human soul that can only be realized through a creator higher than itself. I said, wow. And the Lord says, I'm just simply saying, I'm, that's who they're talking about where they have robots or anything else. And I say to you, you are light and you are salt and I expect you to do what you're supposed to be doing. And here's the overlay, that as we are light and as we're salt in our daily conversation, when we're talking with individuals and everything else, make sure that it doesn't break God's heart by the things we say. You don't have a choice because you were bought with a price. We will explain further what that bought with a price mean. Thinking it through. If our biblical acuity let us focus on a very important phrase, the image of God. The question, what is the image of God? <sighs> that stuck with me. And for hours, I was analyzing, and I had to stay biblical. I could not, I think, I feel, no. What 
is the image of God. God's image managers, as God's image managers, we must have a clear concept of the importance of this term. Scripture, we, said, we went over before, then God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And Genesis 1:27, God created man in his own image and the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. What does the image of God mean? It was, it was number one, divinely determined. Are we in agreement with that? The next thing, it was divinely designed. Are everybody with me with that? It, was, it has become the distinguished, embedded, spiritual DNA of man. You are, the moment you were born, before you were born, you became the image of God. Does that mean that you are God? So you have to understand what the image of God is. Okay, so there's some who think they're God. Ecclesiastes 14 said, now notice what it says. I perceive that whatever God does, remember he made us his image. Whatever he does endures what? Forever. Nothing can be added to it and nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before him. Everybody with me so far? So then when you were made in the image of God, whatever God did, it was forever. Nothing could be added to it, and nothing could be taken away from it. You're one of a kind. You are one of a kind. Let me, um, let me just kind of put this down for a moment. I want to make sure I had this, and I, want to, I don't want to forget it. Um, everybody know what that is? This is, right? What is it? Anyway, so everybody, everybody get an A because it's a pencil. It takes four industries to put this together. Rubber, metal, wood, and lead. And guess what? With this pencil, guess what happens? It doesn't, mean whether, it doesn't matter whether it's sharp. It doesn't mean, I don't care whether it's not sharpened. I don't care if it gets down to this stuff right here. What is it? It's always a pencil. Always a pencil. Every person you see on the street is the image of God. I don't care how dirty they are. You take some of the worst names, Ted Bundy, all the lives that he took, did you know that he got saved in the last minute? The whole idea is this. You can, you can go all through scriptures and you can see some messed up people. Manessa. I call him Manasty. 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 I can't say that. Okay. Manessa. <laughs> All of the wickedness that he had done, you would think that God would have killed him. He killed Herod on the spot. Here, Manasseh was responsible for the sins of Israel and taking him into a, a adultery and all these other things, uh, idolatry and everything else. And guess what? God sent a, a, a group of um, outsiders to come 
and grab him and hook him and take him to their country. And they held him there. And in those moments, he came to himself and he said, oh, God, I am sorry, et cetera, et cetera. And please restore me. And God didn't destroy him. But guess what? God restored him and brought him back to the land and made him king again. There's scripture after scripture after scripture where the utmost God saved. Because God is what? Some say love, right? But wait a minute. It still poses a problem. It still poses a problem. When we talk about God is love, why do he love us? I mean, God is love. Uh, God loves the devil. We don't know. We, we, see, no, I'm saying, if God is love, and love is no respect or purpose, is God love, then why does he love? Let me take you back. Because we he took that love, and because we are the image of God, he poured that love on us. Because remember, he created us forever. We still have not explained and taken apart and dissect what the image of God is. Let's go on. The provider of, for, of the image, the uh, permanence of the image, the purpose of the image. When it says that he did this for us, whatever he does is forever. And so what we want to do is for, for the records, every human being has the determined DNA gene of God. Ecclesiastes says it, you know, um, and, uh, and it says for and he, he did all of this, that God has done it so that people fear before him. The provider of image, uh, okay, permanence and purpose. Whosoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. Why? God made man what? If you kill a person, God says that person should be killed. Because he destroyed my image. Stay with me. There are at least nine characteristics of the image and likeness of God. There might be more. Let me give you the nine. When you look at a person who is the image of God, then they at least they at least there should be there could be more. Here are here are part of the nine. Number one, what is it? God created you to be us to be individuals not moving by instinct like animals. But we're given the ability to reason. And the Lord says, come, let us reason together. He's not only talking to mankind, he's talking to the image that he's formed. He will not say, let us reason if you're not capable of what? Reasoning. Here's number two. What is it? 
this, mor this morality is when we talk about the whole idea of truth and uh, integrity and when, when, when you talk about uh, this whole idea of morality, uh, I don't care how far off in distance as far as tribes and everything else, there's a level of reasoning, a level of morality, you see. All that you see is a result of this. The possession of what? God has enabled you, you being having the possession of creativity. Get this now. We are sitting in the product of somebody's creativity. This church, chair you sitting in, somebody thought it up. Somebody created it. And guess what? Whatever you do, others will benefit from your creativity. And so about your reasoning when it comes down to your morality, your integrity, and your creativity. Can you see what the problem if sin gets in there? That's why when you look at those movies, you say, how do they come up with crazy faces like that? How can man just think, I mean, just wait out in left field? Is there any end to it? Creativity, you know what the Lord said? He said, they have become one like us. It says, let us go down because once they put their mind to something, they can do anything that comes to their minds. Why? Because they're made in my image. So I'm not going to destroy them. Let's just confuse them. And they call it Babylon. The ability of speech. And that's why, praise God, that we have the ability of, of speech. And if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised us from the dead, we what? We shall be saved. Let the redeem of the Lord do what? God has given us the ability of speech. That's why when I talk to individuals, now that I see individuals, the first thing I see is the image of God. Not the dirt on it. But the image of God. Possession of self-awareness. Possession of self-determination. The ability to self, of self-reflection. The position of superiority. The capacity of affection, social needs, and, uni and uh, uh, unity. I'll throw them up all up there for you and just, just look at this whole idea. We talk about speech, self-awareness. The psalmist says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou discomforted within me? Hope thou in God. You know where you are. The prodigal son said, I'm at these peak pins. I'm going home. I'm going home to be with my father. I don't need to be here. I have something better. I'm going home to my dad and tell him that I sinned against heaven and sinned against him. Self-determination. All the scripture will say, I will. I will. The ability of self-reflection. The position of superiority. 
All of this was made in the image of God. That's why man was able to have dominion over everything that God made. No, there isn't a dog heaven, bird heaven, turtle heaven. There's only one heaven for the image of God, and we are his images. And the ones who are not, because they have not been cleaned up, God is not willing that any man should perish. Everybody with me so far? So every time I say, every time I mention the word, man has been made in the image of God, I don't care how cruel they are. Remember who they are. Don't get stuck on what they do. Because God can change what they do anytime he wants to. Yeah. So how I, how I, see the, the higher the level I view individuals, and you view yourselves, you, you act in from that point. See, first you were, uh, how can I put it, not being ignorant. I didn't say stupid, I said ignorant, which means you didn't know. But now that you know, this is who you are. God will not reject you when you act crazy. He'll whip you. But not reject you. What does the image of God mean? It is the critical reflection of the characteristics of God, but limited by our status of being created instead of being the creator. We are the image of God, but we're not God. We have all of these attributes and more encompassed in the image. And the closer we walk with God, the more powerful and potent it becomes. That's why we need to walk in Christ. How we see people will reveal the level of our spiritual acuity, sharpness, insight, awareness. When you walk out that door, please do not measure people by what they look like, even how they act. Remember the core. They were made like you and me in God's image. And, and the thing is, since we are image managers, there are some things we can do. And I appreciate, Dave, and I appreciate, uh, Pete, and you being on that corner. Every person that walks past you or rejects you, every person that comes to pr the prayer and everything else, every one of them are, not could be, should be. I'm not saying saved. I said image of God. And God loves his image. We are divinely endowed with the image and likeness of God. We are bearing his eternal seal. We are not a bunch of generic people. When I think about our history, when I think about all of the slaughter that's going on, what happened as far as the, uh, the Jews, the 10 million Jews, what happened to, well, at least about um, 
is it six, anyway, the number of slaves that came over. Uh, I mean, every society, if you look all, going all the way back, people have been slaughtered. Jonah was angry because God didn't wipe those folks out. He brought a chicken, he was going to go another direction. God said, slap, put him right back. And when, he, when, he, when the Lord finished giving him the old slap, the first thing he said was, salvation is to the Lord. And then he went back to God's images. And when he spoke to the images, the people responded. They repented. And Jonah was angry because they repented. He wanted them dead. They want, he wanted them forever separated from God because he messed with, they messed with the Jews. Now I'm, I'm a Jewish patriot. You mess with us, Lord. Kill them. Forty days. I'm going to sit here and watch God kill them. Yes, I was sitting on here. And the Lord just said, no, that's not going to happen. Because they're my image. I've got how many years later, he eventually wiped out the Ninevites. I think about 400 years later. But he extended his grace and he sent a prophet because they were one of a kind. Never be, never be another. Genesis 9, 6, whoever sheds the blood of a man, shall his uh, blood be shed for God made in him in his own image. Matthew 5, 44, but I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. But I say to you, who, uh, who, hear, uh, who hear love your enemies, do not, do good rather, do good to those who hate you. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And oh, here's, the, here's the kicker. And your reward will be, you will be sons of the Most High, for he is a kind to the, he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. God has been kind to this world. And all of these boastful people and they're making uh, what they have done to the believers and everything else. But do you know that anyone as far as Al-Qaeda and anything else, if anyone of them turn and say, God, I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. Will you forgive me? Guess what you'll do? Forgive them. I don't care if they kill a thousand people, maybe it does not matter. God will forgive them. And when we cannot forgive others, know what God says? Neither will I forgive you. Because you, you, what you did to my image, you won't, you won't forgive my image? And you want me to forgive you? It doesn't happen in my family. And so, we move toward the end of it. So let me just kind of walk you through this. 
made some diagrams. We were made in what? Okay, everybody with me so far. <laughs> we're made in God's image. God created us in his image. Praise the Lord for that. But then something happened. And the thing that happened was, was this. That man in God's image, because of Satan, sin came on the scene. It didn't destroy the image. It was filthy. And God, God said, you can't hang out with me with that filthiness. I'm a God of light. And in me, in me there is no shadow of darkness. Why don't God just forgive the world? He can't. It has sin on it, whereby one man's sin, and sin fell on all, every one of us who have not asked Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. You have that shade, and there's nothing you can do or say to wipe it away. All of our, our works of righteousness, God says, is as filthy rags. You can't do it. You can't clean up my image. You don't know what my image is. Sin made a devastating impact on man whom, or who, may, who was made in the image of God, who was made in the image of God. The lake of fire was prepared for the devil and his angels. There was no turning back when Satan went against God. And, all, and one third of the heavens God says, I prepared a place for you. You will not, I cannot tolerate sin. I'm putting an end to sin. It'll never happen again. That's why we talk about hell. That's why we talk about the lake of fire. It was intended for Satan. Matthew 25, 41. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you curse into the eternal fire prepared for what? He said, I didn't prepare it for you. I prepared it for the devil and his angels. But we were messed up. And God had to do some things about that. Because man found himself with this sin and this death. That would come our way. But God. <laughs> seeing what he made in his image. And his image couldn't change itself. They had no concept of his righteousness. God commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners. This whole idea of our sins. There was nothing we can do. But what we saw something, we saw something that really blessed our hearts, the blood of Christ. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. God is cleaning up his image. <laughs> and the only person that can clean up, clean up this type of image is Jesus. Not Buddha, not Hinduism. And all of the other religions, only 
through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's why he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. I disagree. Then you'll be thinking about that for a long time. Because what happens is that Jesus Christ comes alone. And he washed away our sins. And we are the accepted sons and daughters of God. A new creation. He didn't mess with the image. He cleaned it up. That if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature. Old things are. And behold. All things are new. The thing that's been lingering in my heart all this week, everyone I see, the person who comes up to the window, they, do, you have, do you have a quarter, do you have a dime? They're made in God's image. Now, of course, we have to use wisdom. But God keeps saying, love your enemies. So when it comes down to our enemies, when it comes down to the poor and all these others, because of who we are, because of the out, what we're constructed of in God's image, there's some things we are creative, we are all of these other things. We do this because we represent God. We come to morning worship to worship him who loved us so much. That he, he had to roll up his sleeve. The angels couldn't do it. Remember the principle of restitution? Retribution, really. Retribution is whenever you offend someone, you have to match the offense. You can't go over it. You have to match it. That's why God gave the uh, ability of retribution only to the governments. So how can a man, when he offends God, how can you match the offense when we, don't, we can't even comprehend God? The psalmist says, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth who set thy glory above the heaven. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings have thou ordained strength because of thou uh, ordained strength. And he says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visited him. Thou have made him a little lower than the angels, but have crowned him with glory and honor. Thou put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, the beasts of the field, the fowls of the air, the fish of the sea. Oh, Lord, our oh Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. when God saw you before you were born he said I want you to be a part of my family this was on my heart maybe you knew this already fine that's good I just had to get it out I had to get it out one last thing let's read it together God has never given up on restoring man who has been formed in his image. 
He is not willing that anyone should perish, but we are given a choice. And where there is a choice, there is an inevitable outcome. No one should ever say or put any type of dirt on what God is not doing in your life. Stop it. He chose you before the foundation of the world. I don't, I don't understand. He knows what he's doing. He didn't put me in, in Afghanistan or all of these other, uh, what they call, uh, second world. See, we, we're here. He had blessed us, provided for us. And do you think that it's for your good? It was all because of his glory. He wanted the glory because you were made in his image. My prayer this morning is that we come to grips with that because how we do evangelism, how we talk to individuals, how we treat individuals, don't ever treat them less than what God have created them to be. James warned about this. A person coming to your, your group and uh, they're well-dressed, looking good, and you say that a person come and sit up here. Then here come this person who's tattered in clothing and, and you said, say to them, sit down here. And David said, I mean, uh, James said, don't you realize what you're doing? In essence, you know what you're, you're treating them by what they have on than who they are. And as brothers and sisters in the Lord, God help me. I, didn't, I never want to be in a position of treating you less than who you are. I see you. From this point, I see you. As the image of God. You know, we ask God, are you saved? I see you as the image of God. Now, the next thing I want to know is, do you know him? Because he cleaned me up to have the acuity to see you. And I want you to be able to see like I see. Oh, say, can you see? Oh, I'm just going to bring it out. The whole idea is this. We have to be on that level. To really be effective. Instead of going, see, when we don't see that, then, yeah, I suppose be winning souls, you know. Here's, here's a track, read it. And the person throws the track down. See if I give you another track, throwing my track down. <laughs> and God says, stop it. Because that person has been made in my image. And I have put my love upon them. I love my image. God loves you. As we close in prayer, I would like to pray for you. Father God, pray for us. Help us to realize that you have made us in your image. You are a loving God, a caring God. 
who want the best for us. Help us, Lord, to live in a way that's always pleasing and honoring in your sight. You are a powerful God, and to see the extent of your love. Thank you, Lord, that we are barred from, delivered from the extent of your wrath. For both of those uh, entities will go into eternity. Satan under your wrath and the saints of God under your love. Thank you for caring. Thank you for loving us. And if there be one under the sound of my voice who have not been cleaned up yet, it's a choice. You made everything available, Lord. Help them to realize that they're a sinner. They cannot save themselves. They can't clean up this image apart from Christ. And Christ came down and suffered for us for the forgiveness of sin. And so I pray, Lord, that we walk with that type of mental acuity, awareness, sensitivity, devotion. May you be pleased with the fruit from our lives. Because when we bear fruit, we glorify you. And you created us for your glory, not you for our glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said.